In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Benvenuto our shit show. <laughs> You're the worst. Me, Kiamo Rig. Where the fuck si- have you been? And sitting across from me is, of course, Other Rig, <laughs> a.k.a. Look. Gus. Rig has come back with all of the ponce of a man who has spent a great deal of time in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I dress like so, I'm dressed like an absolute idiot. You dress like you're going to polo. Oh yeah, it it is it is all Zara and it is all worryingly tight. <laughs> they do not. I'll say it once. I'll say it again. Italian Zara does not cater for the modern beefy Australian man. <laughs> it certainly doesn't. And also, if uh, they have you to believe anything, then every Italian man is not well endowed. They are Ken dolls because <laughs> <laughs> that shit rides real high up in the crotch. Also. Congratulations, and I'm sorry for the smell. I no longer wear socks <laughs> with my <laughs> shoes. Uh, so that's the way that my life is going. Yes, I've just returned uh, from Europe. Um, I was away for three weeks. It was an absolute belter. I destroyed parts of my body I didn't even know existed. So I feel great. But you wore, you packed one T-shirt, it appears. Uh, if, if the photos have me... To believe anything, and also your friends are thorough trolls. Yeah. Uh, it's just one Phil Collins shirt. It is one Phil Collins shirt. And the great thing about showers in the UK, or showers in general, is that if you just wear stuff in the shower, it gets cleaned because that's the same as like a washing machine. God, you're single. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but I'm here, you're here, we're both here. It is Shit Show, the podcast, which we should have already nailed, <laughs> where we take a look at history's greatest uh, dumpster fires, past and present. And it is great to be back in the booth with you, sir, after after a uh, brief sojourn. Absolutely, mate. It is good to have you back. I was about to start sending up uh, Italian flag flares in the hope <laughs> that you would come back, like shining the Batman symbol. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of a line. <laughs> also, please get rid of that creepy shrine slash dummy you made to replace me <laughs> sitting in the corner. Uh, I just throw him in the shower in his T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, jump straight into it. So Gus has a segment this week, mate. So the first one is Trainwreck Trophy, where you've gone through the internet to find <laughs> the greatest train wrecks from this past week, but we cannot possibly get down to that business <laughs> You thought I was going to mess it up until we hear the Trainwreck Trophy anthem. Cue music. All righty. Well, uh, you ski very close to the cliff, sir. Parallels. <laughs> I famously do not ski. <laughs> I'm fully aware. So, train wreck number one. Speaking of people who have terrible hygiene, <laughs> the headline <laughs> is Woman pulls gator from pants when cop <laughs> asks if she has anything else. What? <laughs> so, we are going. To the sunny state of Florida. Louisiana. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's close. Of course, it has the to be. The other gator capital. Uh, wildlife officials are now investigating after a woman pulled an alligator out of her yoga pants during a traffic stop in Florida, according to the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office. 
The bizarre gator smuggling case came to light after deputies asked the woman, who has not publicly been identified, a standard law enforcement question. Do you have anything else? The 25-year-old woman then pulled a foot-long reptile out of her pants. She also had 41 small three-striped turtles in the vehicle. She was riding with a 22-year-old man who deputies say rolled through a stop sign in Punta Gorda, leading (laughs) to the traffic stop. (laughs) Okay. Lot to unpack. Here we go. Should we start from the pronunciation and work backwards? (laughs) Spell what you just tried to say. P-U-N... Yep. T-A. So punta, which means point, yep. G-O-R-D-A. I'm sure that means, if my Spanish is good and it's not, it means female fat person. <laughs> it so, does not. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee that the, well, <laughs> there is not a place in Florida that is Spanish <laughs> for a fat woman. Well, even though I'm positive that Florida, my God, should just be shortly monikered, (laughs) fat men, fat women. (laughs) Well, let's just say El Jury is out. (laughs) So here's my thing. How, okay, so how large is the gator or how large is the woman? Exactly. Uh, Let's, we have one standard unit of measurement here which is going to be, like in horse terms, uh, a furlong. We're going to refer to it as a gator. A gator is a foot. Yeah, so it's at a foot long. Uh, yeah, it's a, a foot. Like, it's so she's gator. So she's packing a Subway sub. Yeah, exactly. Right, so it's a baby gator. But also, the main question here is, if you're getting stopped for a traffic stop, and the first thing that you do is ram an alligator down your pants... <laughs> That do, co- do we know that, that she- cop is is it's a leading question. Like he can see the incredibly tight yoga pant outline <laughs> of a croc <laughs> rammed down a pair of yoga pants, and he's like, "Guys, I'm going to ask you one more time. Do you have anything else? You got <laughs> it. Okay, and." Do you know what? I think she got off easy because I definitely do the footlong croc compared to the 40-something turtles <laughs> the other dude had near his <laughs> dick and balls. Yeah, you don't Were they snapping turtles? <laughs> if, if this was in China, then he would have rammed them straight down the eye of his dick hole. <laughs> <laughs> he would be hiding them there. <laughs> All right. So train wreck number two. In what is becoming a delightful theme on the show, another dead guy just won a mirror race. (laughs) (laughs) I love these ones. Deceased candidate wins Maypearl, Texas race. 110 ballots were cast for one of two candidates in the Maypearl mayoral race. Uh, When the final tally was released, Philip Doc Veltman had received 68 of those votes, 61.82%. To be uh, precise, to defeat former mayor John Wayne Pruitt. Do you know how much <laughs> Texas has to hate you I to know. not elect you as John Wayne? What did he do? Advocate for gun control? Here we go. Uh, so, in order for uh, Dead Doc to be uh, pronounced as the mayor, the other guy had to have done yeah. real bad when his yeah. name is John Wayne, right? So, Pruitt's, <laughs> His name is John John Wayne. Wayne, <laughs> Pruitt's previous tenure as mayor had rubbed some people the wrong way because of his deciding vote to allow alcohol into the city limits. 
even when he assured FBC leaders that he would vote against the measure. Let me read this to you one more time. Dallas, Texas. Yeah, I know it. It's a horrible city with nothing to do. (laughs) Go on. The mayor, the current mayor, or previous mayor of of Maypearl in Dallas, Texas, voted to allow alcohol into the city, and the citizens hate him. (laughs) It is a head scratcher. (laughs) Is this a riddle wrapped in a puzzle, (laughs) wrapped in John Wayne? (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, that is ridiculous. It's baffling. Is this Rand McNally? <laughs> Are no. people wearing hats on their feet and hamburgers <laughs> yeah. are eating people? It's, uh, is this not the land of the free and the home, <laughs> home of, of the, the drunk? We're, it, we're clearly missing something, because which is a, a staple of the show. Yeah. <laughs> However, normal people, rational people, drunk people, <laughs> most of the world. If you let alcohol into the city, my question is why it wasn't there before in Texas. Yeah. And if you were the mayor that let alcohol into what was basically the last bastion of prohibition, shouldn't you be mayor for life like Turkmen Bashi and just declare yourself <laughs> supreme John Wayne of, of all these planes? <laughs> but then you read this quote, open quote, because of Pruitt's history of being mere dickass, I figured, heck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What did you just say? Mere dickass. This is a like big, dick ass. Dick ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a newspaper quote from the local paper. Because of Pruitt's history of being mere wait, dick. Wait, wait. This is an article that's been written. Like, this isn't a quote. This is. Someone like a writer on staff has published this. No, this is an interview with a local resident. Right, sorry, sorry. So it's yeah. a it's a quote in an article. Right, right. So right. we're all right. Yeah. <laughs> because of Pruitt's history of being mayor dick ass, I figured, heck, I would rather dead doc be mayor than that snake fuck Pruitt. <laughs> <laughs> in print. Oh my god, man. I can't. <laughs> I cannot believe they printed that. You print every someone word of this. S- calling someone an ele- calling an elected official a snake fuck, <laughs> but you won't allow booze. Do you know what? They probably shouldn't. <laughs> not if that, not if, if this if is, is how they that, are that, sober. That is that dude dead sober. My God. You see him with a couple of shots of whiskey. Oh my God. <laughs> He's getting shot by his dog. Do you know, <laughs> it's you, all going south. You fucking give that dude a couple of thimbles of whiskey <laughs> and he will <laughs> throw a snake at you, fuck. <laughs> Reading also, I want to just encourage anyone who's listening right now, to type the words snake fuck and then a name after it on paper. It is incredibly satisfying to read. <laughs> snake fuck Pruitt. <laughs> He's not the hero we asked for, but he is the hero we deserve. <laughs> oh, oh that's so good. Uh, train wreck number three. Woman arrested after trespassing at CIA three days in a row, asking for agent penis. <laughs> okay. Police have filed a criminal complaint against a woman after she allegedly trespassed on CIA's headquarters four times since April 22nd. The woman, 58-year-old Jennifer G. Hernandez, had attempted to enter the agency three days in a row on May 1st, 2nd and 3rd. On April 22nd, 
The case files allege that Hernandez walked into CIA headquarters through the main vehicle entrance. After she was stopped by a CIA police officer, she said that she had applied for employment at the agency and then her recruiter had told her to come to the complex. Once the police officer determined that Hernandez had no official business with the CIA, they told her she could be charged with trespassing and told her to leave, which she did. On May 1st, Hernandez returned via lift and again said she was trying to see her recruiter. Offers issued her a written warning and turned her away. On May 2nd, Hernandez <laughs> came back in an Uber. Not sure why there's all this product placement. <laughs> CIA officers allege that... Gripping, Herna- <laughs> gripping a venti latte from Starbucks. <laughs> allege that Hernandez stated that she wanted to speak to her recruiter and that she knew to come here because her phone was off. Officers interviewed her and told her to leave. Finally, on May 3rd, Hernandez showed up asking for her North Carolina ID card, which officers had unintentionally kept in storage. She also asked to speak to Agent Penis, end quote. (laughs) After being provided with her ID card, Hernandez told officers she would leave the agency by bus. When her bus arrived, however, she told officers waiting with her, do you really think I'm going to leave on this bus? (laughs) After declining to <laughs> board the bus, Hernandez was arrested. She was charged with a Class B misdemeanor offence. She's currently being held in Alexandria City Jail. Oh, my God. So let's start from the top here. Basically, uh, the thing that you want to you confront straight off the bat, there is a serious possibility that she was being recruited as a secret agent However, they just didn't give her any of the correct information <laughs> for where she was supposed to meet, so she cracked it and came to the CIA. <laughs> That's option one. Option two, and incredibly likely, is that there is a real agent penis at the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> she was what supposed is that, Lithuanian? <laughs> she was supposed to meet him or her, and this is all blood up in her face. Option three, she found out where CIA headquarters were and did what 99.9% of the planet would have done and just went there and was like, what up, you the CIA? <laughs> <laughs> I came here via brand name. Yeah, so this is this is the thing that, that weirds me out when you were telling me about all this is that I'm surprised, like, does it just show up on a map? Like, it, it just must. Because it, it's like, how do you get a fucking bus to the CIA? <laughs> That why does it have a bus stop in front of it? It's the bad security. <laughs> yeah, what? A public bus? How did bus? she get into a lift? <laughs> Do you just walk in? Is it like a hotel lobby? You walk in, it's like the Sheraton. There's someone on the desk. Hey, how are you today? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I just Googled where is the CIA headquarters and it gave me an address. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yep. Uh, the George Bush Center for Intelligence is the official name oh, yikes. of the CIA's oh, headquarters. Wow. No wonder it comes up on Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> it should also give you the front door code. Oh, my God. Is it W or HW? Uh, they leave it to the imagination. Oh, it's, yikes. Uh, it's no middle initial. Oh, wow. Oh, which gives you a 50-50 chance it's a W. Yeah. Uh, also, how good is it that she's like, look... I may be here pretending to have a job with the CIA <laughs> and asking for agent penis, but I'll be fucked if I'm getting, getting on, on that bus. bus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a lift. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> cool. So that is the three train wreck trophies. The first one is woman 
slams a gator into her yoga pants when they get pulled over for running a stop sign. And also her mate seems to have uh, shelved 41 small turtles. <laughs> a deceased <laughs> candidate wins a mayor's race in Dallas. Uh, he beats a guy <laughs> who was the previous mayor who introduced alcohol to Texas, which we didn't realize was a crime or a bad thing. And the third one is the woman who rocked up to the CIA because she could. Cool. So there is a runaway winner for me based purely <laughs> off two words, you snake fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact, I love those mayoral ones, especially like in a ridiculous case such as this, where it's like, it's not just because people are like, cool, let's just vote for the dead guy, lol. It's like, he tried to give us booze. What? Yeah, it's in Texas. I don't get it. It's the, like the pro-libertarian state. It's really, really bizarre. <laughs> they must have... Uh, and again, we are missing something. We're going to get inundated with uh, messages from listeners being like, you ignorant fucks, you don't know about the alcohol flood of Texas 2018. <laughs> We're like, oh, <laughs> shit, we don't. However, My grandpappy died in the great whiskey flood. <laughs> Yes, that is Trainwreck Trophy, and the winner goes to Texas. Play the song. You suck! suck. Yes, well done, Snake Fuck Pruitt. (laughs) We need to tweet him. We need to tweet the shit out of the ex mayor of Maypearl, John Wayne Snake Fuck Pruitt. (laughs) Dear the Honorable Snake Fuck Pruitt. How do you feel about losing to Dead Doc? <laughs> so that was Trade Rec Trophy, which means we move on to the One Star Reservoir. It is a glorious segment in which Gus has gone and found all the best one star reviews of anything, literally anything, any product or service that can possibly be reviewed. You! I want to take you to a one star! I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star, one star reservoir. Wow. Mate, what have you got for us? So this week, we are looking at the heady, incredibly volatile, very well-known world of Airbnb. Delicious. They're both quite long, so we have two. Because, as is always, quantity is not our business. Quality is our mission. Absolutely. The first one. That's why I scribbled it on the wall (laughs) in permanent Sharpie. (laughs) It says Brooks was here. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) The previous podcasters that lived in this shithole. Yeah, lived. Past tense. (laughs) All right, the first one. Why is all there this rope in here? (laughs) All right. A dude booked one of my Airbnb rooms, which was located next to my own in the house. When he arrived, I gave him the tour, showing him the guest bathroom, which is by the front entrance, and left him to it. The morning after his first night, I was sitting on my back patio eating breakfast as well, and was approached by both him and two other guests staying at the house. We all had a short, friendly chat about plans for the day, with me giving suggestions for things to do. Everyone went their way, and as I had a crappy night's sleep, I went back to bed to try and nap. My room has an ensuite when you first come in the door and is a long room with a sliding door to the patio on its far end. My bed faces the patio door. Sometime later, I'm awoken by a figure standing in front of my sliding door whose curtains are open so I can see my trees with <laughs> the screen door closed. 
it's the guest. He sees me in my bed and starts talking to me, asking me questions about places to eat, etc. I was so discombobulated at one, being woken from my nap, and two, having a strange man trying to converse with me while I'm horizontal under my covers in my bed. He eventually leaves and I fight off a case of the willies. (laughs) He stays one more night, then is off. When his review comes in, he mentions in the review that the bathroom is located in the host's bedroom, which is a little awkward. I realise he has been entering my room as I sleep in the night and morning to use my ensuite, not using the guest bathroom that is so huge and prominent that it's quite ridiculous he would forget it was his. I am mortified. One star. Oh my god, that is so fucking creepy. I have no sympathy for anyone that rents out rooms in their house on Airbnb. What do you expect? I have, uh, I think with the exception of one time uh, when when my ex and I went to a place in New Zealand and it was a very, very large house, uh, have ever taken anyone up on a room in a house. Oh. I'm like, why would I ever do this? It's such why, a- would you, why would anyone ever do this? Sometimes, you know, people tell you shit where they're just like, that just baffles you, where it's just like, yeah. And then I just stayed at this Airbnb where I was with this like, fucking family or this like (laughs) weird swinger couple or like i flew china southern to europe and you're like why (laughs) like why are you doing this why are you dicing with death uh yeah the whole point of going and staying in someone's uh house is that they're not there yeah otherwise you're going real boarding house and if you're doing that it needs to be like 10 bucks but it's also it needs to be so cheap that it offsets the fact that you have no privacy and also, they could kill you. Uh, yeah, and you've got to share like common areas with people, which is like it's fine if you're like in a hostel and it's like that's what you expect, and everyone's kind of like around and like that's fun. But you knew what you were getting yourself into, as opposed to being just you and possibly one other creep who watches <laughs> you sleep or has a series of nanny cams set up in there. Like, oh, yeah, it's reading all of these made me go. I am never, ever, ever airbnb my home. Oh, ever. Christ almighty. The dungeon, however, is getting airbnb <laughs> straight away. <laughs> we have to leave in half an hour. <laughs> Shit. Run me to reset the lockbox. <laughs> All right. The second one. I had a woman book my apartment for six nights a few weeks ago. My gut said something wasn't right about the people that rented my place but I didn't know how to handle that gut feeling and wasn't sure how Airbnb would have treated me or them had I told them I didn't want them to stay even after they booked it. Turned out I should have trusted my gut because when I returned to my apartment after their stay had finished, there were meth pipes everywhere. There was damage to the bathroom and closet doors caused by what looks like an axe. It was the shining. (laughs) 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 They stole a computer from me as well as small amounts of cash that I left in the apartment. Any electronic device with a light they took apart. I guess they were paranoid about being monitored. They unscrewed everything in the refrigerator and mixed things around. They stole my clothes and shredded them. (laughs) Oh, my God. I found a sweater in the freezer. They also stole my birth certificate and left evidence behind that they were running an identity theft operation. (laughs) Oh, and they also left a cat. I then... (laughs) I then used the cat to trade for the return of my keys. 
the owner of the cat was a friend of the girl who rented the place's boyfriend. Let me read that again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> While you draw on the whiteboard in here. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. I'll roll yeah. it fast and then slow. Okay. The owner of the cat was a friend of the girl who rented the place's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> now slow. And slow. The owner of the cat yep. was a friend of the girl who rented the place's boyfriend. Right. Whose cat is it? <laughs> Solve for X. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy is taller than Anne, but Anne is shorter than James. Is James taller than Jimmy? <laughs> Which one of them is on the train leaving Newcastle at 4.06am? <laughs> Then the owner of the cat was a friend of the girl who rented the place as boyfriend and had no idea. It sounds like a limerick the way you're delivering this. The friend of the man and the man of the cat and the the friend of the thing. It's a Dr. Zeus. And and had no idea about anything or how his cat wound up in a trash department in Oakland. Oh, Christ. A knife was left behind with a a man's name written on it in whiteout. Oh, my God. The police said he was a known person and super dangerous. One star. <laughs> Let's unpack it. If you're writing your name on your knife in whiteout, you're a fucking psycho. <laughs> so he's right to be scared. That guy is definitely going to murder people. Probably the scarier thing is what if it's actually not his name? <laughs> it's like the, it's the, name it's the coffee someone. thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like his name's really long. It's it's a Welsh thing. It's hard to write. It's got a fuckload of silent letters. He's like, Dave. Yeah, Dave. No, I mean, like, it's the name of his target. <laughs> it's the name. It's the name of the oh, guy. Oh, it's the name of the guy who <laughs> <was> the cat. <laughs> <laughs> it was there the whole time. It's, it's the like na- the escape room. No, no, no. It's a little wink to, no, the, no, no. to the player. It's the name of the cat. <laughs> it, just, it, it just has mittens written on the side of the blade. <laughs> The cat's standing there and all of a sudden you realise, oh, fuck, he's got opposable thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) Apes live amongst us. He's wearing a cat suit. (laughs) (laughs) It's happening, Rig. Simeon uprising. Mate, that is gold. All right, that is is our one-star reservoir for this week, which brings us to the media portion. Rig has put his blood, sweat and tears into bringing a plat de jour for our listening pleasure this week. It is the first time I'm hearing it, as with all the content on the show, and I assume it is from the distant, distant past. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's semi-distant. Good. Boy, have I got a tale for you. Go. Is it a rat's <laughs> tail? Because I've been looking for those. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, a boy is born, as many are. Hmm. Is his dad dead? Tell me when his dad's dead. <laughs> I don't know who his dad is. Neither does he. That's what we both have in common. Anyway, a boy, <laughs> a boy is born in rural France. Okay. Near Lyon in 1772. Right. His name is Tahir. Now, I'm going to spell this for you. Go. T-A-R-R-A-R-E. Given that it has three R's in it and that it is very French and it will either make this episode three times longer or destroy my larynx, yeah. I am just going to f- really anglo it up to Terre. 
Right. Uh, you may refer to him as his full name or the rural juror. The rural juror. <laughs> There's also no info whether this actually was his real name right. or a nickname. It's just one name. Terrell. Like, like Madonna seal. or Cher or Seal <laughs> or Bono. It's just one name. Terrell. So... He's growing up and his parents start to notice something about him as a child, which is that he has an extraordinary appetite. Okay. His parents would feed him and as soon as he would finish a meal, he'd just cry out for more food. And here's where things start to escalate already. And we're in the... (laughs) It's the second sentence. It's the second sentence. So by his teens, he could eat a quarter of a bullock in a single day. Do you know what a bullock is? I I assume it is uh, a member of Sandra's brother, which <laughs> she was. It's eating. a well-known Hollywood actress. He, he, yeah, he was eating eating actors. Um, <laughs> so a bullock is a young bull. He was eating a quarter of a young bull in a single day. Even a, even a young bull has to be what a couple of hundred kilos. Yeah, it is a large beast. Now, I don't know if that's normal for 18th century France. Like, is <laughs> is bullock like a normal meal? Or is it like, is it is it like a normal meal that's like meant to feed the family? Or is it like he fucked up and his parents were that desperate they were like, eat this small bull? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, was the rest of the family just eating like regular liver and onions or whatever the fuck they were eating? It's... And he's just like, and of course for Therese... Uh, eat that bull over there. <laughs> it sounds sounds like the the bullock is really the the sometimes food. Yeah, if if that's his everyday meal, he will die soon. Yeah, well, yikes! So <laughs> it's the name of the podcast. This, he doesn't yeah. live <laughs> a fruitful good life. <laughs> Spoiler. So yeah, he's I guess eating livestock. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is consuming animals. Whole. Yeah. <laughs> so this goes on for quite a while. His parents are... Fr- he comes from a poor family. So it's not like... They Bullshit. Can, they He's can... eating a fucking bullock. No, no, no. They they can't keep this up. So his parents are, as the French say, off him. Le fucked. Yeah. They are off him in a big way. They force him to leave home. So he's 16 at this point. So I assume it, for this time in history, that converts to being a 60-year-old still living yeah, at home he's, if, he's you're, if on, you're 16. On, on death's door. Actually, a bit of foreshadowing here. At 16, he has already lived more than half of his life. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's... Fuck, that's a low life expectancy for the... Even for the 1700s. It's not life expectancy. I'm talking just his life. Good. Go on. <laughs> so he's kicked out of home and he finds himself with a roaming band of thieves and prostitutes. I assume you could just set your watch to that sort of shit back in the day. Yeah, big time. It's like public transport. Like you've just missed the 1231 Thieves and Prostitutes Express, but there's another one coming at 1243. <laughs> but there's some uppity chick who just went into the equivalent of the CIA and it's like, I'm not getting on that. Yeah. <laughs> I will be fucked if I'm getting on that band of thieves and prostitutes. But they're just doing, the, I assume they're just doing the rounds in France. They all have their set routes and, and, and everything else. So, so to speak. Absolutely. It doesn't take long for the people that he's traveling with to find out about his bizarre eating habits. I, he he eats a quarter of a bull a day. It, yeah. it would have been about four seconds. Yeah. So <laughs> he eventually finds gainful employment as the warm-up act to a traveling uh, charlatan or quack <laughs> or grifter, yeah. whatever you want to call it. His act comprises solely of eating weird shit. 
He draw a crowd by eating a basket full of apples, corks, stones, and live animals. <laughs> oh, oh, my His God. His favourite of which were snakes, you snake fuck. <laughs> you snake fuck. It was a simpler time. It was a better time. Oh, it, was, it was not a better time. How dare you? This sounds entertaining and free. <laughs> it is at this point that I have to describe the appearance of this freak show of a human because, yeah, honestly... He's got to be enormous. This bloke is the living embodiment of a one-star <laughs> review. <laughs> so despite his appetite, Terere was slim and of average height, which I assume for the time was about 5'4", <laughs> and only weighed about 45 kilos. No way. It is, way. This this has to be like a snake thing. No. Where he eats a quarter of a bullock and then just lays there fucked for like two days. <laughs> just with a, with a huge bull's head <laughs> moving down his body. <laughs> <laughs> a quarter of a bullock a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> so when he had not eaten, the skin around his abdomen would fall so loosely he could wrap the fold of his skin around his waist. Oh, that is a horrible mental image. Oh, yeah. But a delightful blanket. And it does not end there. Prepare for my word blanket. When full, his abdomen would distend like a huge balloon. (laughs) He had an abnormally wide mouth in which his teeth were heavily stained and on which the lips were almost invisible. (laughs) Okay. This guy is starting to sound more and more... (laughs) Like a caricature or like a a character off that show, Lift Off. (laughs) This dude sounds like a fucking mummy. (laughs) This is fucked. Or a serial killer that is wearing someone else's face. (laughs) The skin of his cheeks were wrinkled and hung loosely and when stretched out could hold 12 eggs or apples in his mouth. This isn't a real human. This is a real human. Obviously, like... 12 eggs or apples in your mouth. That bloke in the Guinness Book of World Records with like five pool balls in his mouth is obviously a fucking amateur. Yeah. Because shit was going down in the 1770s Forty in France. Yeah, of course. He's a 45 kilo guy that's eating his more than his body weight a day. <laughs> Fuck. It, it gets so much better. What? I just want to do a bit, little bit of shout out for the single ladies that listen to this show. If you're not already salivating for this bachelor... <laughs> Hold on to your seats and your ovaries as I read this 18th century Tinder bio. His body was hot to the touch and he sweated heavily. (laughs) He constantly had foul body over. Oh, Oh my God. Foul body odor. Stinking to such a degree that, quote, he could not be endured within the distance of 20 paces. Not enough for you, ladies. Say you went out to a meal with Terere. You have a nice, if not extremely large dinner. The smell, which we've already noted is horrific, would get worse if he'd eaten. Noticeably worse. The worst kind of worse. His eyes and cheeks would become bloodshot and a visible vapour would rise from his body. What? How ridiculously bad do you (laughs) need to smell for a vapour to become visible? To see smell. Oh, my God. I can see sound and smell. (laughs) That That is not things... 
that should ever happen no. for a human, let alone on a date. <laughs> and look, I for some reason in my mind, that visible vapor is either green or blue. It has to be green. You know it's green. Oh, it's and what would this aroma be without a dash of chronic diarrhea, which was said to be fetid beyond all conception? <laughs> Yuck. One star. <laughs> It's a one-star human. Or maybe three stars for France. I don't don't, don't know. He's he's probably not the worst. But also, uh, you've forgotten to mention all of his positive qualities. (laughs) He's gainfully employed. (laughs) He's got a really fast metabolism. And don't worry about snakes coming onto your property. (laughs) Also, as we've already established, soon he'd be dead. So lock that shit down. Limited time only. Be there. <laughs> Speedway. This dude is a train wreck, but he knows what sells, and that is eating weird shit in front of a crowd of strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he moves to Paris in 1788 and does exactly that. The crowds love him. Question mark? <laughs> they, they are all with pegs on their noses, <laughs> looking at the ghouls of smell. <laughs> Coming off his head while he devours a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even if the crowds don't love him, they still flock to watch this weird unit consume snakes and garbage. Oh yeah, that was they were all about at that point. Remember, Gus, this is well before PlayStation. A smidge before it, mate. So entertainment was subjective. Yeah, it was a different time. It was obviously <laughs> a more fucked up time. Everything seems to be going well with the whole eating rocks thing until one day he gets severe intestinal obstruction. The crowd carry him to the hospital, like you said, I assume with (laughs) pegs on their fucking noses. Yeah. Because what the hell? Like some kind of eating messiah. (laughs) He's he's carried on the backs of the crowd (laughs) because somehow he's 45 kilos. They basically just rolled him up into a ball and fucking kicked him there. (laughs) That's a tiny human. They did old school style, surely, and chucked him into a large barrel and just (laughs) kicked him down a hill. (laughs) So... The crowd carry him to the hospital. He gets treated with powerful laxatives, which I'm surprised he even needs, given I just mentioned the chronic diarrhea. He passes food like it's a sport. The dude was, like, just permanently leaking (laughs) from the anus. It was just ridiculous. Anyway, the attending physician, Dr. Giraud, in his bedside manner, asks how he came to be in the hospital, and he's like, I eat rocks and snakes and garbage. And the doctor is like, right. And Terea is like, it's true. Just to show you how grateful I am for you treating me, I would like to eat your watch and chain. (laughs) Oh, what? Dr. Giraud, possibly the greatest character in this story, by the way, says, you eat this watch and I'll fucking slice you up with a scalpel and take it back. (laughs) That's a promise you can take to Le Credit Suisse. (laughs) Le bonk. <laughs> so after Terrain leaves hospital, things are gearing up in the French Revolution. France is fighting a number of wars at this time, so Terrain decides to join the army. I assume only because on the front there's rations and all the rocks you can eat. <laughs> so he's in the military and he comes to find that the set amount of rations is, surprisingly, not enough for his insatiable appetite. Hardly a surprise when a bloke is used to eating half a cow, fucking basket of apples, snakes, chairs, quarries. 
Churches and garbage. It's. I'm surprised that he was looking at the rations and being like, well, if it's not in the ration pack, I can't eat it. He ate rocks. They're fucking everywhere, Rig. <laughs> He's, the world is a meal for this idiot. <laughs> He's so bizarre. Look at your feet. Snakes and rocks. <laughs> That's who you are now. That's you it. You are what you eat. Snake snakes rock, man. <laughs> snake fuck. You snake fuck. He starts doing other soldiers' tasks in exchange for their rations. It still wasn't enough, so he did the only normal thing. Scavenged the dung heap for scraps. <laughs> he's, uh, he's been diving. Oh, yeah. He ends up at the military hospital, not from sickness, but rather extreme exhaustion. The decision from up high is to give him quadruple rations. <laughs> what? It doesn't even touch the sides for this guy. He ends up scavenging for garbage in gutters and refuse containers, as well as sneaking into the apothecary's room to eat the poultices. There is no way in hell you or any of our listeners know what a poultice is. Drop it on So I will drop you the definition. A poultice is a soft, moist mass, often heated and medicated, that is spread on cloth over skin to treat an aching, inflamed, or painful part of the body. Oh, what? It can be used to treat wounds and cuts. Mm-mm. You hungry yet? <laughs> Gus, are you hungry yet? He was sneaking into the army hospital to eat betadine. To eat healing moss. Oh, gross. Even though he's all better. Well, like, as. He's not better, mate. As much as a. <laughs> he is ill. As much mentally as. Mentally and physically. As well as a reeking balloon <laughs> this, belly having this, skeleton face freak this, can be. This guy is. Un- it's amazing that he's in the army at this point because if he was in the army in, say, 1960, then he would be an actual human parachute with his loose fucking belly, <laughs> his loose jowls. They just drop him out of a plane without one. I think he can also successfully repel explosives that come over the line with his distended <laughs> balloon stomach. So even though he is all better, uh, he's ordered to stay at the hospital by the surgeon-in-chief Baron Percy, which is almost not how you say I can tell it's not the way you say that name. It's definitely French, but I'm not going to pronounce it as such. Go on. So they can perform experiments on this guy. The first experiment tests his capacity for food. They do this. Which I would have thought could be uh, already surmised as being fucking enormous. Oh, yeah. So they do this by saying, hey, See that table of food over there? You know, that table with food enough for 15 labourers? Go ape shit. He Best dis- day ever. He walks over there, destroys two large meat pies, plates of grease and salt, and four gallons of milk. Oh, the four gallons of milk. That's, that is a rookie mistake. You can't be having that much dairy, surely. Oh, no one can. I don't know how he did this, but... Look, that's impressive, right? But spare a a thought for these labourers. Imagine that that you are actually there. You are one of them (laughs) toiling away. And let's be honest here, it is toiling. You think about the word labour now. Think about the word labour in 18th century wartime France. Oh, yeah. It's a a complete shit show. You are digging a fucking trench from dawn and you're heading to lunch. And what do you see? 
some bloke with a face that looks like a fucking latex glove pulled over someone's <laughs> knee <laughs> with a lipless mouth wider than a crescent moon hoeing into your meat pie, I would be livid. It is basically Jockey Voldemort <laughs> demolishing oh an entire God. table of food. Oh, my God. So the doctors are astonished. And like true 18th century quacks, and you know how much I love my historical quacks, they decide to get real ethical. They sit him down at a table mm. and they put in front of him... Car parts. No, there's no cars yet. A live cat. Oh, shit. They look at him and say, what are you going to do about it? He's a man of action, not <laughs> words. Our Tourette. This cat's already seen things. He was left in a meth addict's Airbnb. Yep. He tears open the cat's abdomen with his teeth. Oh, fuck. Drinks the blood and eats everything besides the bones, ah. later vomiting up the fur and skin. So th- he's jumped the shark by this point. Like, he was he was already a weird bastard. He ate a, the shark. Tra- There's tra- no jumping <laughs> over it. He ate a traveling show. He fucking ate the shark. But you know that this is... This is a gateway crime. When someone puts a live cat in front of you and their doctors and say, what you can do about this live cat taunting you that it's not eaten, <laughs> and you then eat it, you're fucked. That's, you, from there, you're a murderer. The weird thing about this whole quackery thing is that was actually how they found out the cats didn't have nine lives. They were like, <laughs> whoa, he's not coming back from that. <laughs> and you are totally right. It is a gateway crime and the dam is officially broken. Staff are throwing fucking everything at this guy and he happily divulges. Snakes, lizards, whole eels without chewing. Oh. Puppies. He oh, no. ate it all, Gus. What is wrong with these doctors? My God. What is it? I, I mean, My son. <laughs> <laughs> Tarar is obviously a fucking psycho. But these, <laughs> what, what the fuck was wrong with medicine? This is legit. The- doctors used to be... The worst. If this dude isn't the inspiration for Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> he's all of them. He's all he's of a, them. He's, he's a, a four-headed hippo fuck <laughs> eating it's... everything. And he is never satisfied. After a while, the army is like, where is this guy, by the way? Because he's still at the military hospital. So everyone's like, where is this guy? And why isn't he on the bloody front lines? We're fighting a war here. Worried about losing this freak show, Baron Percy, the surgeon-in-chief, tells the army general that his talent could be of military use. What? How do you think this quote-unquote talent would be of military use, Gus? Get in behind enemy lines, eat all their rations. (laughs) (laughs) Dead. We will find out after this ad. Baguettes. Escargot, adultery from age, children drinking wine, children smoking, diving in soccer matches, not calling it soccer. These are the foundations that the great nation of France is built on. Is your company slash brand slash not-for-profit slash tax front built on the same foundations? As a proud French company, do you embrace and encourage traits like taking two-hour breaks in the middle of the workday, passion, and turning your noses up at tourists? Yeah, of course you do. So chuck us a few euros. We'll blow smoke up your ass on air for 36. We swear it's not going to the mistress. And just to really ram it home, yes, French listeners, 
get around us. We want your sweet, sweet euros. Or we will eat all of your snakes. <laughs> we will eat your snakes, puppies and cats. Which which does make me feel that uh, we, we need to deal with the fact that there is a, a full crisis happening in France, animal-wise, at this point of the story. Yeah. And they're banding together going... Yeah, we have a war on our hands as well. <laughs> We're getting culled by the fucking day by one bloke. <laughs> We're getting wiped out by one mouth. Do you see he ate five fucking puppies in one sitting? <laughs> what is this? It's got fucking Mufasa in the war room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to figure out. He's got the whole circle of life in the war room. <laughs> trying to figure out how, what are we going to do about this freak in France. During the meeting, just generals are being consumed at the table <laughs> and no one can figure out how. <laughs> it's just a skin pulled off a line. <laughs> so you actually weren't that far off your, your prediction. Because Percy performs an experiment. He puts a little message into a small wooden box and Terrell eats it. Uh, Two days later, he shits it out. Of course. And the message is still intact. Yep. Gross, but it works. Yep. Which <laughs> should be the slogan for our show. <laughs> Gross, <laughs> but, but it works. works. But also, that then implies that he doesn't have some kind of unbelievable stomach, uh, like gastric juices that are so acidic that they can break down the immense amount of shit that he's eating. Because the paper still makes it through and the message makes it through. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying this in the way that, you know, young men and women are looking at impossibly high beauty standards. I mean this following phrase in the most literal sense. What the fuck is wrong with this dude's body? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I, like, there, there there are people, like, if I was him, I'd be like, what, this is not normal. Yeah, but also he there was a distinct lack of any kind of reflection, including mirrors back then. So he's really not getting anyone that's saying anything bad about him. He's this is this is full affirmation. People are feeding him and saying, Fuck you're good at eating. <laughs> then when he eats more stuff, they go, Gee, what a great eater. Would you like to eat more shit? And he's like, Love eating. So then they keep feeding him and he keeps getting praise. So this is what we call a negative feedback loop. I wonder if it's one of those things where you become, you know, they, they, they say that thing of like, you know, find somebody that you love and you won't work a day in your life. I wonder if it's one of, the, one of the things where like, if this is actually your job to eat rocks and snakes and cats, is, is it up to you to be like, like if you stop caring about eating live animals... Are you just going to be like, mm, what else do I have that's out there? Should I go and become an accountant? Should I decide to do my CPA? Like, sure. I, I think by this point he's saying, I'm not going to eat anything that I don't absolutely love because he can eat anything. So certainly seems that way. All the animals are gone. Time to turn his attention to paper and wooden boxes. <laughs> Delish. So... He does shit out this box. Percy is like, sick. We can use you as a military courier behind enemy lines. I'll call the general. Wait for a strong gust of wind. It'll blow him across the fence. (laughs) Carrying messages in his ass. Yeah. (laughs) The general gets his commanders together to watch a demonstration. 
He swallows another box and the army guys are like, fantastic, we'll use him as a courier slash spy. <laughs> so it's settled. So it's settled. Terea says, hey, what's in it for me? And they say, oh, uh, here's a wheelbarrow with 30 <laughs> pounds of raw bull lungs and liver. Go nuts. <laughs> and he eats it immediately in front of all of them <laughs> because he's baller slash just the most fucked up guy. <laughs> he's, he's the absolute blurst. <laughs> he sucks. So he becomes a spy slash courier and is given his first assignment, which is to carry a message from, uh, to a French colonel imprisoned by the Prussians, which I believe is short for pre-Russians because Russia did not exist. No, it's actually pig-Russians. Oh, right. It was, when, it was the pre, pre-bear era. Yeah, right. It was just pigs. And it was Russian spoken in pig Latin. Absolutely. Yeah. So the general, the general, even though he's impressed with the whole shitting out a box routine, he doesn't trust Therese's mental state. As a result... Oh, what might have given him a fucking concern? Do you know... Was it that the guy that they're putting their faith in literally eats rocks, slugs... Stadiums. Live kittens. (laughs) Bikes. Quarries. Guitars. (laughs) So... Doors, doors... (laughs) How did we miss that? Uh, so, yeah, he, they're worried about his mental state, even though there were psychological tests. And I'm obviously doing the bunny ears because yeah. of the 18th century. Yeah. But they've done tests and they say that there's nothing wrong with him besides a, quote, apathetic temperament. <laughs> That's the only thing wrong with him. But the general still doesn't trust him. As a result, he just puts a dummy message into the box and then tells him to eat it. So it's like, great. Therese swallows it. The top secret mission... Super complicated, so I'm going to break it down like this. Right. The owner of the cat was a friend of the girl. (laughs) (laughs) Some snake fuck comes up to him. Um, Right, so here we go. It's Yeah, it's very convoluted, so I'm going to break it down. Terea dresses up like a German peasant and crosses into Prussia. A guard sees him and says, Hey you, V. Gates. And Terea says, "Uh, Je m'appelle Rig. He does not know how to speak German and is properly captured <laughs> and imprisoned. The end. Strength. The end. He's No, he's whipped after 24 hours of captivity and tells the Prussians the plan. They chain him to a toilet and he shits out the box. The commander of the Prussian forces is super pissed, like German-level pissed. I know what that's like. Oh, it's yeah. real bad. That's, that's, you've seen that firsthand. I've experienced it firsthand. Half of it. Anyway... It's he's so pissed because inside the box is just the dummy message that just says, "Sucked in, you Prussian fucks." Yeah, sucked <laughs> in, you snake fucks. Uh, or like Pierre was here, or Beard Shell, or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gets ready to hang Terere, but eventually relents and just tells his boys to just severely beat the shit out of him and return him to France, which is hard because he is made of pure goo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not far off. You can, cannot be a man that is just cloud. <laughs> Terere is, well, he's 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 zero and one. Yeah, yeah so it's not good. He's zero and one, and he wants out of the military. No surprises. <laughs> so he heads back to Baron Percy to cure his his appetite disorder, <laughs> his meats, it, yeah. to just so turn let, himself yeah. into a large so, ham. So let so let me just let me just rephrase what I've told you. He goes to the military, fucks up this mission, gets beaten mm. severely, yeah. and then goes back to the guy who told him to eat a cat. Yeah. Who who also gave him a dummy message. Yeah. So, amazing. 
So he goes back to the military hospital and Baron Percy's there. Um, and he tries everything that an 18th century physician can. He goes through the obvious ones first. Opium, of course, doesn't work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> doesn't work. Tobacco pills, as you would expect, did not work. So he gets creative. How about wine vinegar? No <laughs> dice. <laughs> Let's try huge quantities of soft-boiled eggs as a Hail Mary. Nothing doing. And you know when nothing works, that means that tea money is hungry and big dog's got to eat. <laughs> eat what exactly, Rig? You might be asking me. What did they feed him? As he is obviously in a hospital. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Gus, oh, and not, the ears of the people listening. Not the Inja Moss. Awful. Oh, Garbage. Fuck. Fighting over carrion with rabid dogs in gutters. Drinking people's blood. <laughs> <laughs> who are undergoing what? transfusions. And of course, going on culinary adventures at the in-house buffet, a.k.a. Morgue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there a worse just place fucking to nib- be kept? Just nibbling on dead bodies. Oh, just... <laughs> he's having... Just nibbling. Having a, cul- a culinary holiday. I'll take a toe... <laughs> I'll take a cheek. <laughs> what's, what's on the list for today? <laughs> a little bit of nose. Jesus, this dude is crook. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's well, well past the point of no return as a human. Gus, soon after, a 14-month-old baby goes missing. Oh, fuck, no. Baron Percy understandably, walks out of frame. <laughs> he, he shrinks back he, into the hedge. He, he nopes the fuck out of there. And Tarah is, or Tarah is, uh, is chased out of the hospital by staff. No one knows what happened to that kid. I cannot believe it took that long. Yeah. The guy has been literally going up and drinking people's blood. <laughs> If you're and a nibbling ho- on corpses. If you're a hospital and you see a guy with a big toe hanging out of the corner of his mouth and blood all down his shirt, <laughs> who is somehow walking backwards on his hands. <laughs> well, it's literally like, where's the baby? And everyone just like, like looking at him. Like a thousand sets of eyes. Uh, but anyway, uh, in 1798, four years later, after he's chased out of this hospital, Baron Percy receives a call or pigeon or whatever the fuck they had back then. Yeah. He, he receives a small message in a wooden box that's just been <laughs> shat that out. smells real bad. <laughs> uh, it's from Terere, who is bedridden and weak in a Versailles hospital. Please help me, he says. Percy arrives at the hospital. Terere is in bad nick. How are they, mates? This is bizarre. It's not. It's less mateship and more just like this conspiratorial. This, this doctor is like, you are a freak. Yeah, and I just want to see what your fucking major ends. malfunction is. This is like Halloween. Yeah, it's, it's just so a weird. fascination. So Terrera is in bad nick, and he's like, <laughs> Doctor Percy, please help me. I am weak. I'm pretty sure it's because of that golden fork I ate two years ago. <laughs> You have to help me remove it. <laughs> Percy looks at him and goes, 
nah, mate, you're fucked. That is definitely 100% advanced tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it. You got the TB real bad. <laughs> A month later, Terrere experiences continuous exudative diarrhea and dies effectively shitting himself to death. <laughs> As was the custom. As was <laughs> tradition. So, so many people died on the shitter. Oh, yeah. The, the 18th, 18th century was just... Hey, big time has, for dysentery. Has, has anyone in the Huge. family not died on the shitter? Because you guys are weird. Yeah, I know exactly. So, given how bad this dude stunk to high heaven or to down to hell, who knows? Doctors initially refused to dissect the body. Understandable. Oh yeah, you'd give totally that a understandable. Wide oh yeah, hundred percent. This is a time before actual hygiene. Also. He drunk everyone's blood and ate all of the babies. I mean, yeah, and, and here's the thing. Like, we said when he was alive that you couldn't be 20 paces, like, within 20 paces because oh, he stunk. Dead. Imagine dead with a fucking rotting corpse. The half-life of that bloke. Oh, wow. The half-life of him was when he left home. Exactly. <laughs> so, eventually word came down that they did have to perform an autopsy. They found Therese's gullet to be exceptionally wide, and when his jaws were open, surgeons could see down a broad canal into his stomach. What? The into, fuck was happening like with the Like a fucking telescope, just straight down the barrel. So he's just lying on a fucking cold bench, open the mouth, and you can see into the stomach. So nothing was getting digested. It was just going straight into the stomach. It was just straight going straight in. It was straight. effectively... It effectively it's was... A, it's a dumb st- way. It was, just, it was effectively stomach from the throat beyond. Oh, my God. He's like an NRL prop. Yeah, it was so fucked. So his liver and gallbladder was, were huge, as was his stomach, which was covered in ulcers. And inside, his whole body was just filled it with would, pus. Just filled with pus. <laughs> this dude... When they cut him open, it must have been like a fucking Cadbury cream egg. <laughs> it just must have like oozed out of him. This dude, as he was saying, was all goo. It's that scene out of Alien where it's oh, just yeah. like it springs open and inside are smaller, fucking weirder Therese. It's all acidic, just burning through the table. Straight out of the scalpel. They never found that golden fork. <laughs> or oh, that baby. Or oh, that baby. And that, my friend, is the story of Terere, the man who fucking ate everything. (laughs) Oh, mate. That is absolutely ludicrous. And the fact that not nearly enough uh, time was spent thinking about the poor parents who were just told when their (laughs) 14-month-old went missing and they said, hey, everyone seems to have moved on real fast from where our kid went. And they said, nah, we're just pretty sure that that guy ate it. No my, one wants to do anything about this. My big thing about this was just like, if the parents did go, they were like, uh, hey, um, our 14-month-old uh, baby went missing. And then someone says to them, I don't know what to tell you. This is a fucking military hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you two doing getting pregnant in the military? It's like, it's like do you know what? We didn't have space. 
So we gave him a suitcase and sent him away. Is that what you want to hear, Dauphin? <laughs> he's outside. He's digging a trench. <laughs> it's, it's France in 1794. <laughs> what did you expect what your you expect? infant to be doing? Exactly. Oh, man. That's... France was so weird then, and it's still really weird. Everything's so weird. I don't even know what this dude could have had. They reckon that he had, like, could have potentially had hyperthyroidism because it causes some of the symptoms there. I just think he was straight up fucked. Yeah. There's some people in history yep. that come through and you're just like, You just get this a is one not in a billion body. Yeah. And it's just... And not in the way that people talk about incredibly beautiful people. Yeah. In the way that you go, instead of an intestine, he had what appears to be an elevator shaft. Yeah, straight exactly. to the stomach. Yeah, when you see shit like that, you're like, "Wow, life, fair evolution," but also gross. Kill it with fire. How did he live it's to like, thirty two? He 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 didn't. He lived to twenty six. Ah, oh. and yeah. So when I see fucked up things like that, <laughs> so I'm, when you told me that at sixteen, oh, more than half his life, yeah. I see where you've gone. Right there, you go. I use words. <laughs> Same page. Yeah. I don't I don't get when people look at something like that and they're just like you see someone like that and yeah, there is a one in a billion thing and you're just like, wow. And you are fascinated by it. I get where the doctors are coming from. But at the same time I'd be like, gross, kill it with fire. It's like when I saw this video go around a couple of years ago of uh, a snake in China that had a fucking hand oh, and it yeah. and it was like grappling up a fucking pipe and I was like no, <laughs> you no, snake no, fuck. You snake fuck. <laughs> I hope some French fuck eats you. Gnaw his hand. Fingers take, and all. Take his hand. Oh, weird. All right. Well, that is delightful. Huge work, mate. Uh, which brings us to the scenario of our upcoming people show, which yes. is mm, months away. Uh, and there's a time away. <laughs> it is some kind of time, and we'll be at a place. So we're currently compiling uh, people, content, and uh, guests for that. So if you would like to get in touch with us with a story, a segment, uh, a train wreck trophy, a one star reservoir uh, that you think is elite and that you want to bring to us, uh, and we will then. Bring you onto the show. You can present the piece of content um, and we will wrap fresh with you about it. You need to get in touch with us. And you can do that via... Uh, cool. Great. I was wondering which word you were going to jump off. So These you can... The... Channels. Uh, okay, you're still going. You're doing it? Yep. I'm, yep. Through these channels, Facebook, look us up. Shit show. Find us there. Send us a message. It's pretty cool. Facebook, have you heard about it? Great. <laughs> if not, how are you listening to this podcast? Exactly. Instagram, find us, Gus and Rig, G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G. Send us a DM. Send us some links, man. Show us some love. Follow us. Give us that sweet, sweet validation that we don't get from any other people in our lives. No, no. Don't just slide straight into our DMs. Now that Rig's back, he's checking the actual uh, Instagram messages. So I, we apologise sure for everyone that slid uh, right through. Yeah, exactly. Straight through the keeper. But there is no keeper <laughs> because I was the keeper <laughs> and I was away. Or you can send us an email for those lengthier pieces, which we always love. Send those to shitshow.au at gmail.com. Amazing. I think that's it. That is it. See you next week, you snake fucks. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs>
Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock.